Many thousands of years ago, some of the greatest men to have ever walked this earth set out on a quest of epic proportions. It would take them across continents and oceans, through danger and the unknown, on a divine mission to initiate the beginnings of civilization and to re-establish the religion of the sun in our age. The world had just been devastated by a great catastrophe that had returned many people to a state of primitive survival. The task of these men was to spread the religion of the sun and to create the civilization needed to enable and support its practice in order that people everywhere could fulfill the purpose of human life. Their great teaching resulted in the building of some of the most enigmatic ancient sites in the world, all aligned to the sun and stars. The knowledge they left behind would form the foundation of our own civilization and would survive in some of the most ancient wisdom traditions on earth. They gave rise to a now lost global civilization that venerated the sun and continued their traditions of spiritual knowledge as well as megalith and pyramid building down through the ages and which survived in scattered remnants across the world. There is a history that lies behind the myths, a global deluge that destroys a lost civilization, the appearance of seven sages following the destruction of their sacred homeland, led by a great teacher who was deified as a sun, setting out by land and sea to spread civilization and teaching the religion of the sun. We find remnants of this myth in ancient Egypt, in the Vedas of India, in the civilizations of Mesopotamia, on Easter Island in North, Central and South America, in the legends of the Slavic peoples and in those of a number of other cultures. Each of them attributes the founding of their religion and civilization to these great wisdom bringers at some remote time in prehistory. And each of their stories share remarkable similarities as well as their religions and civilizations. At the ancient temple of Edfu in Egypt, its walls are inscribed with some of Egypt's most ancient records, including those of its beginnings. It describes how Thoth and Horus, who became known as gods, along with seven sages and a company of builders and creators, set out in ships after their sacred island homeland sank beneath the ocean in a great disaster to recreate new sacred lands elsewhere. In other ancient texts of Egypt, Osiris, who became the most well-known god of Egypt, is also credited with founding its civilization and religion. Both he and Thoth are said to have come from an island lying in the ocean to the west of Egypt that had been destroyed by flood. In another account, Osiris is also said to have come from a land in the far east and is accompanied by seven strangers in his civilizing mission. The ancient civilization of Mesopotamia was said to have been founded by the sage Adapa, later known as Oannes, who was one of seven sages or seven enlightened ones called the Apkalu. The civilization and religion of India was said to have been founded following a great flood by a king of the Sun dynasty, along with seven rishis or sages. This king is referred to with the name Manu, meaning the first man of our current age. The megalithic civilization on Easter Island was said to have been founded by a king who sent out seven initiates and explorers to the island after being warned in a dream that his own island would sink. 
In local legends, it's said that these seven explorers are represented by the seven Moai at Aku Akivi on Easter Island that face the equinox sunset. In North America, the Hopi people fleeing a great flood were met by a wisdom bringer called Marcel in the Four Corners region of the United States. He directed them to build their settlements in alignment with the constellation of Orion, the most revered constellation in ancient Egypt, associated with the Egyptian wisdom bringer Osiris. In Central and South America, there are numerous old histories that state that their civilization and religion was brought to their lands following a great flood by a wisdom bringer who was accompanied by a group of helpers. They are said to have arrived in boats from the ocean to the east. These wisdom bringers were known by different names, including Quetzalcoatl, Viracocha, Kukulkan, and Votan. Remarkably, the name Votan is the same as that of the wisdom bringer of the Norse and Germanic peoples, also known as Odin. Svarog is a wisdom bringer of the Slavic peoples, who is said to have taught them religion and civilization at a temple in the Caucasus Mountains following a great catastrophe. He was associated with the heavens and the sun and with other wisdom bringers who traveled on boats. Looking more deeply at these descriptions and piecing them together, we find they recount very real events about real men, supernatural abilities and great wisdom. The descriptions of their homeland and its destruction in various ancient texts share remarkable similarities, not only with one another, but also with the description of the lost civilization of Atlantis as given by Plato. It's likely their homeland was Atlantis itself or one of its nearby islands, which Plato recounts was destroyed by a natural disaster around 9600 BC, an event that ended the last ice age and the period known as the Younger Dryas. Many of these wisdom bringers are recorded as teaching the same things, agriculture, monogamous marriage, megalith and temple building, peace, laws, ethics, writing, and the religion of the sun. They established solar theocracies, continuing a lineage of divine kingship from before the flood, as evidenced in the ancient king lists of Egypt, Mesopotamia and India, and settled many people in the various lands they visited in order to help establish civilizations and erect temples. The structures these wisdom bringers and their helpers are credited with building share remarkable similarities, so spread over continents. They include step pyramids, as well as standing stone statues, often made in their likeness. Those in places like Tiwanaku in Bolivia and Easter Island depict them in similar ways and look similar to the statues found at Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, which is dated to 9600 BC, the date given for the end of Atlantis. All these structures are aligned to the sun or stars at the solstices and equinoxes and date from great antiquity. Even more remarkably is that many of the sacred places these wisdom bringers are associated with even align to one another across the earth at symbolically significant distances from one another. Depictions show them as dressing in similar ways, often with long robes, which are sometimes described as being decorated with red crosses, as wearing sandals, turban-style headdresses, elongated earlobes, and carrying an identical bucket-like object or staff. They are always depicted with beards and in surviving accounts were said to have been Caucasian with blue or green eyes and sometimes with red or blonde hair as being tall and having an authoritative presence. Some of the accounts of their dress reminds me of the Druid and Slavic priests, both of which are remnant traditions of the religion of the sun founded by these wisdom bringers.
Incredibly, many of them are described with the same term in different accounts, as being wanderers or of wandering the world and of having the mission to spread their message throughout it. For example, Osiris was recorded as leaving Egypt after having taught the people there to travel and teach people throughout the rest of the world using not force but persuasion, reason and even song and music. Arriving from the east, the direction of Egypt, Viracocha and Peru were said to have been accompanied by messengers called Shining Ones whose role it was to take his message to every part of the world. Unlike Osiris, he is said to have taught lovingly and with much kindness. In Mexico, it was said he won people over not through physical strength, but the greatness of his esoteric knowledge. Local legends state that he and those with him traveled throughout large areas of Central and South America before departing by boat from the West Coast towards the Pacific Islands and Asia, where mysterious ancient sites and legends of similar wisdom bringers are also found. So what was this message which they went to such great lengths to spread? The ancient writings carved on the temple walls at Edfu in Egypt state that their mission was to continue their creative work in other lands, recreating sacred places and restoring the primeval religion from the golden age and first time, the religion of the sun. As a researcher Graham Hancock states, their mission in short was to repromulgate the lost civilization and the lost religion of the days before the flood. In the text of Edfu, their memory and what they established is said to have survived into known history. And so the religion and sacred sites that are evidences arising wherever these wisdom bringers travel were directed towards the sun as a living symbol of divinity. Viracocha of Peru, Osiris of Egypt and Sparag of the Slavs were all later revered as sun gods. And there is a very real reason for this. On the mission of Viracocha in South America, the researcher Thor Heyerdahl wrote, We learn from the various narratives that the preaching, teaching and instructions of Viracocha were of a religious as well as of a practical nature. He was anxious that the Indians should consider him the representative of the sun, a divine being in spite of his human appearance. End quote. As my husband wrote in his book, The Path of the Spiritual Sun, this veneration of the sun is not a profane worship of the natural element, but a profound understanding of its spiritual nature as a greater source of light and life, and its connection to a higher aspect of each person's own consciousness that they can reunite with. In the ancient collection of texts called the Colburn, Osiris himself says of this light which he has within, the light that is with me was kindled at the supreme source, which is the God of gods. Therefore, my light shines with such brilliance that it must be veiled in part, lest it blind you. It is even as the sun be seen through a veil of cloud. In other texts of the Colburn, Osiris is called the Golden One, the Servant of the Sun, and the first Vice-Regent of God on Earth, who was accompanied by the Sun People. After he raised the inhabitants from their squalid manor in Egypt, it says, Many became sons and servants of the sun, and that when their guide and leader left, the people knew themselves as children of the sun. End quote. Thus, wherever these wisdom bringers travelled, the peoples called or saw themselves as the children of the sun, including the Aryans of the Vedas, the Sumerians of Mesopotamia, the ancient Egyptians, the mayor of Mexico, Inca of Peru and the Hopi of North America. Both Osiris and Viracocha were also recorded as being surrounded by warriors 
described as fighting men and faithful soldiers who were tasked with protecting them. They were also accompanied by those who preserved and handed down their more esoteric knowledge, kept only for initiates. It is said that the fame of the wisdom bringer Quetzalcoatl was so great that pilgrims from distant nations even came to visit him in Mexico. Although human sacrifice became associated with sun worship in some cultures such as the Aztec, both Quetzalcoatl and Osiris were recorded as forbidding it, along with violence and barbarity, stating that only flowers, incense and fruit should be offered on altars. Osiris goes so far as to risk his own life to save a man from being sacrificed. In this account, he draws fire from out of the air in order to protect himself from being attacked by those who are just about to perform a human sacrifice. While Viracocha falls to his knees and raises his arms to the sky when attacked by hostile natives, causing fire to appear all around in the sky, terrifying them and saving his life. These are just some examples of the many supernatural abilities these wisdom bringers are recorded as having. Others include having the power to heal, bring people back to life, foresee the future, speak other languages and surround entire lands with magical protective walls to keep out dark spirits. The ability to draw fire out of the atmosphere is a control over a special type of energy that exists within everything. It is the same solar force many of these wisdom bringers were associated with. Given the scale of the undertaking they were tasked with, it's likely that these wisdom bringers may not have been the same person, but people from the same group with the same mission. Their memory may also have been transferred across different cultures, being passed on over time, preserved by some civilizations and lost by others. It's also likely that the number of sages was seven for a symbolic reason. This number is important in the religion of the sun, as later artwork in ancient Egypt and India shows where deities associated with the wisdom bringers are depicted along the seven risen golden serpents. And in Central and South America, these wisdom bringers were very much associated with serpents for the same symbolic reason. In the Vedic texts of India, the first man or Manu and the seven sages are divinely chosen to watch over an entire age. And with the passing of each age, a new Manu and new sages are chosen. This indicates that the positions of the seven sages were likely held as an ancient tradition and may have been maintained with new candidates from within an esoteric order, possibly with missions going out at different times, renewing the legends and legacy of the wisdom bringers. Certainly other practitioners of the religion of the sun renewed its practice down through the ages. These wisdom bringers later became deified as gods, as if they were never men, in other cases viewed only as men, as if never divine, but I believe at least some of them could have been born with a special mission to found the beginnings of our age and after their physical deaths have continued with roles in the high dimensions of existence. For example, my husband Mark saw the wisdom bringer Thoth in an out-of-body experience he had where he saw Thoth carrying out the role he's depicted as having in ancient Egyptian texts. In other out-of-body experiences, he's been in a chamber of the Great Pyramid with a number of the deities depicted in ancient Egypt as they used it to conduct rituals and initiations. Ancient texts that preserve aspects of the religion of the sun, such as those of Hinduism, state that those who achieve a high enough spiritual level in life move on to other realms of existence to fulfill roles there after death, and likewise that there are beings who have roles in high realms 
that are born on earth to perform missions and further their own spiritual development and advanced levels. The wisdom bringers are likely to have been people like these, a blending of a human with divinity, earth and sun, serpent and wings, feathered serpents and sons of the sun, who made immense personal sacrifices to help others while continuing their own spiritual journeys. I believe that the mission of the wisdom bringers was one of the greatest and most significant events in human history. Although the religion of the sun had been preserved from a previous golden age and likely kept as part of a long esoteric tradition, this mission was its founding in our age. These wisdom bringers risked their lives traveling over stormy and shark infested waters through jungles, mountains and hostile terrain devoting everything they had to this singular task, without which our civilization would not have had the magnificent spiritual foundation it has. What they set in motion has reverberated across the ages. It has continued to inspire and elevate our spirits, perpetually compelling us to contemplate the deeper mysteries of existence. Although far back in time, we not only see, but still feel the effects of what they achieved, even now. These men are not figures of the past, nor old gods relegated to lost religions and crumbling temples. Many of them, as people have seen, are still watching over us today. Nor is the religion they taught an old relic to be looked down upon as something primitive in the presence of our modern times, as their astronomical building and spiritual knowledge still bewilders and captivates us today. Their spiritual message is alive, connecting us across time and space to its founding heroes and the great legacy they sacrificed so much to leave us, the religion of the sun.